breastplate of righteousness. There's a knowledge you need to have. He said the righteous man, if he falls down seven times, he rises up. It means that it is righteousness that makes you keep coming up. It's righteousness that is your magnet. The righteous man, when he falls down, he does not stay there. It means if you don't know righteousness, when you fall, you'll be kicking your leg like a cockroach. That somebody should tell you. <laughs> so you can run again. You are stuck. But the righteous man, when he falls down seven times, he will rise up again. So the many times you are falling and you keep coming to church, is proof of righteousness. I'm telling you, it's a proof of righteousness. That no matter how many times I fail, I would rather come to the house of God. Because, beloved, the devil will tell you that religion, the religious priest will tell you that because you fornicated, don't show up in church again. You are not fit to be an usher. Who told you? Who told you? David said, restore to me. The next time you fail, the next time you sin, and the next time you are in addiction, kneel down and tell God, Lord, it looks like I've lost my joy. I've lost the joy of my salvation. That's why I keep looking for other things to make me happy. Today, restore it. So that I'll stop going back. So that I'll stop going to addiction. Because I need the joy. Have you noticed when the joy of your salvation comes, you wake up at dawn, in Akatarabat, and you are excited that you don't have a breakthrough. You are happy. It is the joy of your salvation. It's not the joy of a breakthrough. The joy of your salvation. It means something is making you excited because you are saved. That is the joy of your salvation. So the next time you enter a temptation, the next time you fail, kneel down and say, Lord, it looks like something has left me. That's why I'm looking for other things to fill it. Today, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. That thing I got the first day, when I got born again, and everybody had to see me and say, something has changed about you. That excitement that made it easy for me to say, Jesus loves you. I need it again. It's a breastplate. Because if you are righteous, and you walk in righteousness, no matter the number of times you fall, you stand up again. Only heaven will show. One day I was t- tired, sir. And I was praying. I said, Lord, this ministry won't do again. And because I'm a prophet, I had a privilege. God lifted me. And I said, Lord, what is happening? And I said, listen. And I heard a man shouting, Oh God! Have mercy on me. For I'm disappointed. I said, ah, who is that? I said, let me show you. So I saw myself entering a field. I said, Lord, where are we? He said, we are in England. I said, hey. And there are trees here. I say, yes, there used to be trees. In the forest now. And when I went to look, I saw John Wesley. He said, listen to his prayer. He said, son, there is no temptation that has befallen you that is not common to man. He said, Satan will always make you feel that your owner is different. It's Satan. So that it looks like your own, because it's different, nobody can help you. You're finished. Yours is a special one. You, you're a customer. Yeah. Satan will make you feel like what you are going through. Eh? And, and, and let me show you, it's a certain plan. When you come to church, you'll be looking left, you look right, look at everybody the way they are happy, waving their hands. Satan will say, You see, you are the only one. You are the only one going through this. Nobody. Your own is bad. What kind of pastor are you? What kind of. You have no idea. You have no idea. Look at your marriage. And look at them, they are holding hands. You lie. If you only knew the beating somebody collected before they're holding hands. And the warning they got that if we show up in public, make sure you hold my hands. I'm a prophet. So when I see the extension, I'll catch you. You can't saw the couples here. As soon as I see tension, I'll send you a text. What's up? What's going on? Is everything okay? They don't know why. I've seen it in the spirit that you are pretending. This thing you are doing out of this thing. It's not, it's not fine. But the devil will tell you. You see? 
You just kiss the girl before coming for service. And you see the person lifting up. Beloved, lift up your hands. Just love the Lord. You know God is good. Then the devil tells you, see your, your contemporaries. You know the shocking thing? As the devil is telling you, see your contemporaries, the person also lifting hands is also telling her, look at your face. <laughs> Who should lift up hands? What did you go and touch last night? So as he is making you feel comparable to the one leading that they are perfect, he is also condemning the one who feels he is using as an example to you with you. If you don't know the devices of Satan, eh, you will drop your dress. That's why I came to learn in my life. This life eh, is around the race, not set in front of your friend, in front of you. I, I want to preach my message. Am I preaching the message? I, I'm in the spirit eh? I've not backsliding. All right. It's a serious matter. Beloved, the breastplate is necessary. Now, why is it the breastplate? Why is it necessary? Number one, the reason why it is necessary is because the breastplate actually covers your heart. Say my heart. Now, the heart is the class prefect of your conscience. Now, your conscience is a very serious matter. That is your, your garden officer or garden officer. In fact, the conscience is so serious that everybody can celebrate you, but your conscience says you failed. Are you understanding? Like someone slaps you and you hold yourself from not slapping the person. Or people are some pillow. <laughs> and when they slapped you, the sound was so resounding. Everybody just turned, oh! The truth of the matter is that in your spirit, in your heart, you have slapped the person thousand. But we are in church. And the way people say, oh! It immobilized you. So you didn't slap back. Then the people come and say, Hey, you have done well, oh. If it was me, and you are saying your heart, I feel you already killed him. I didn't just slap him, I killed him. And you are just saying, And you are happy collecting fans. But when you get to the house, the Holy Spirit say, Of course, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. Amen. That's condemnation. That's the the devil. The point is that after that, you realize that you held yourself back, not because really you were walking in love, but it's because people said, Oh, a crowd came, so you didn't know how to talk. Especially, you know, someone came out to you, What's going on? What happened? Then it's like, It's not not a you, it's not pity you. You know, there's a, there's a certain state of human beings. I realize, even children, when children fall down, when children fall down, something happens. If you ever say, oh, sorry, the child will cry. Never, no, no. Just smile. The child is looking at you to hear what has just happened. Is it for tears or for laughter? Just laugh and say, hey, hey, hey. He will just smile, like, normal. Like, he now is falling down, it's part of life. It's the same with human beings. You grow with it. So when someone stops you, Pella! And they come and ask you, oh, what did you do? That's how you start shaking. A grown man. <laughs> your, your jaw will be shaking. Then you clear your eyes. You know why this guy? He bent his shirt in the morning. He bent his rice in the house. So this is the compendium and the summation of an evil day. I, I, I don't even know why. That's why he's crying. It's like God has summarized the day in a hefty slab, which he didn't deserve. 
And the devil not end it there. He will whisper to him, you are cursed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you here? The mystery about this is this. The devil knows. And the strange thing is that the breastplate now covers your conscience. Now the conscience, Hebrews, no, 1 John 3.20. He says, if you what? 1 John 3.20. He said, God is greater than your heart. Now, this is a very powerful scripture. Why is he saying that? He's saying that God forgives you. 1 John 3.20. What did I say? God is greater than your heart. Why? Because if your heart condemns you and God says you are forgiven, he is saying, choose what God has said over what your heart is saying. Are we here? If God says you are forgiven, stop following how your heart feels. 1 John 3.20. Read. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart uh-huh. and knoweth all things. So he's saying that if your heart is making you feel bad, God says, even though you are feeling bad, I've forgiven you. And this is why a lot of Christians think that God takes his time to forgive us. Because our heart is still condemning us and God says we are forgiven. Come on, you lift up your hand, Lord, please. I'm sorry for what I did. Please, I won't do it again. Please forgive me. Amen. But your heart is still heavy. And Bible is saying in 1 John 3, 20, that your heart is lesser than God. So I'm advising you from the scripture. God is greater than your heart. God is greater than your conscience. Choose God. I said what? I said what? So even if your conscience is guilty and heavy, choose what God has said. You are forgiven. Can you ever choose this? It will help you. It will help you. Say, I'm held by God. Say, God is greater than my heart. Say, God is greater than my heart. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22, quickly. I want to end. We'll continue. Hmm. I pray this one, I'll do it in one month, four weeks. Then I'll move to the next one. Yes. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance So of let faith. us draw near to God with a true heart with what? Full assurance. Why? Having our hearts sprinkled from all evil conscience. What is an evil conscience? An evil conscience is a conscience. Now, Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, This charge give I unto thee, O Saint Timothy, that thou mightest war a good warfare, according to the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. Holding faith and a good conscience. So you must hold faith and a good conscience. What's a good conscience? A good conscience is this. God is on your side. Evil conscience is, hmm, this thing that I've done, will God ever forgive me? Am I sure we are okay? Like God and I. You see, C.S. Spurgeon one day rebuked one of his disciples and said, don't think God is petty who keeps grudges for a long time. A lot of you think God is petty. So when you sin or you do something wrong, you are expecting evil as compensation. I promise you, if God wants to punish you for what you have done, that day is not enough. <laughs> Bible says he will visit you and your children's children even to the 10th generation. He will visit them, their iniquities. So God, a day is not enough for God to carry out his judgment. So don't wait for, it's like uh, uh, you were learning to go and write exams in an interview. All of a sudden, a guy came to tempt you and you did something. And when you finished doing it, as you were going for the interview, you were, you were down. Hey, Look at me. Or you were going to write an exam, a, a promotional exam or interview. Then the night before you went to do something you shouldn't have done. So as you are going on, like, hmm, it's God for me. I beg the Lord that you even go on a deal with God and say, Lord, if you don't give me the job, I understand. <laughs> I understand that you are punishing me for what I've done. I understand. Who told you? It's the devil. That's an evil conscience. That you think God will forgive you with time. He forgave you by the blood. 
Hear me. God gave, forgave you by the blood. And if you even think God is forgiving you by time, He did it 2021 years ago. So if you are using time, it was past. He has already forgiven you. Asking for forgiveness is possible because your provision for forgiveness is available. In whom we have received what? Redemption. Through His blood, not through time. Even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His glory. Ephesians 1 7. So we receive forgiveness of sins by His blood, not by time. So the blood is enough. One day I did something God didn't like. So every time I was praying, I realized the thing was, God was like, Really? I'm like, Lord, why? He said, Really? Why you have done something? If you talk about it, you are, Lord, as if nothing has happened. And God told me, He says, That is the error of Cain. Cain has killed his brother. And he's talking to God as if he has done nothing. And God asks him, Where's your brother? He said, My brother's keeper. Let's continue our conversation. Yeah, that's what some people do. Listen, confession of sin is not a religious action. It is a restoration of fellowship process. I confess my sin for restoration of fellowship. Why? Because if there's something I've done to offend the one I love, it is spiritual for me to say I'm sorry. Scripture even said, we who are physical, we should confess our faults one to another. Is it we who is dealing with God? Won't tell God, listen, I'm sorry I overslept. He said, confess your faults one to another so that he may be healed. What does that mean? It means that if Ebo has offended me, and I don't tell Ebo, Ebo, last weekend, the way you spoke to me, it, it pained me and I keep it. Do you know what I've done? Anything I'm going to pray for, I'm going to answered. No, you are the reason you are not getting answers. Malice. Bad blood. It can stop your prayers fast. He said, when you stand to pray, Mark 11, forgive. You don't move mountains with unforgiveness in your heart. He shall say to this mountain, be by move to a younger place. He said, when you stand to pray, forgive. So if I have an issue with a bow, the way a bow spoke to me, I didn't like it. After service, I said to him, Ebo, how are you? Are you fine? You know what am I, I'm doing? I'm doing this not because I'm angry. I'm doing this because if I pray tonight and this thing is hurting me, God will answer. So I just go like, Ebo, eh, I know you didn't mean bad, but the way you spoke to me, this afternoon, I didn't like it. It's, it's, it made me feel embarrassed. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. And the shocking thing is that on the ground, yeah, a crowd on him. So did he find? You are the one thinking you have lost appetite. So he's eating, he's enjoying life. And you are there. And there's nothing painful that the person is enjoying life who has offended you. And he's posing on Instagram and status. Life is sweet. Life is sweet. And like, God, kill him. Kill him there. Let the heavens break on his head. He, nothing will happen. <laughs> The wisdom is come and confess. So the confession is not so that I'll be proud and the person will say sorry. But the confession is so that whatever is on my heart, I'm free. Because I realize the moment I say, oh, it's not like that. What has happened? He has given me clearance. Clearance is that, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean like that. That confession, I stop him from saying sorry too much. Because if I allow him to say too much sorry and I'm still giving attitude, he will feel he's offended me. So what I've just done this is this. I've done, I've, 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 I've shot my foot in the leg. I have received freedom, but I've entered back into the problem. Because now, he says, if I'm come to give an offering, and I remember my brother has ought, not me. So now after talking to him, he is now cold towards me because he feels embarrassed. He feels he has hurt me and I'm offended. Because when he was confessing his sorriness, I was not excited. I was rather giving attitude like, okay, it's okay, this is one of those things. Do you know that I've transferred the guilt? 
But that guilt is not still complete. Because Jesus said in Matthew, when he said, whatever you bind on earth shall bind in heaven. He spoke about the wicked servant who had been forgiving his sins and went to imprison someone. Do you know the mystery? The moment I, who was offended, he is not aware of, but he's in prison. And I, who is also offended, holding grudge, I'm the jailer. And where does the jailer and the prisoner stay? In the same place. Just that they're on the opposite side of the cell. But they are in the same prison. So if I transfer this thing, I'm back at square one. That is why the wisdom in confession is, after that, we pray together. Or I go like, brother, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I, mean, I just want to I explain why I'm telling you. I'm not telling you because I took it personal because I'm proud. I'm explaining because I'm telling you that this thing you did there, it was not making me free. free, And it was making you see you some way. So I've come to tell you so that we can flow again. So I'm telling you. So, oh, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Okay, so let's go and buy something. I do that on the spot. Why? For his mind. Because if he also goes into thinking I'm offended, he has put the two of us back in jail. You before you just, anyhow. And you don't understand why things are not working. When you see a pastor and he's apologizing to a member, it's not because he is not spiritual or he's a fool. He's realizing that if I don't apologize because I feel you're offended, we are all entering jail. Because I'll be thinking and thinking what you're not thinking. And my thinking, thinking what you're not thinking, is also making you think what I'm also not thinking. That we are all in a pseudo unforgiveness. You know, there's nothing really there. There's no really problem. It's just that everybody is being proud. To quickly confess and say, let's be free. He said, if you don't do this, you will not be healed. Some of your healings is in someone's confession. Yeah, yeah, my sons are here. Anytime there's misunderstanding, no, 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 it's not like that. Oh, I correct them. I said, no, no, don't understand. It's wrong. What is the problem? Don't do that. I just, just I correct them fast, fast. That I rebuke you, correct. But if you do that, next time I won't talk. And my rebuking for you is not that I want anything. I want you to grow. So if you are saying I shouldn't rebuke you, I'll keep quiet. But I'm not offended at all. I want you to feel free. Mm. Or what do you think? You must do it one to another. Because I'm telling you, sometimes eh, in the spirit, this pastor might be the way, the reason why I pray. If I get offended with him, I wonder why nine days I can't pray. It's a body life. Some people just have to be okay with you. Jesus Christ. Am I preaching righteousness? Where is my, where am I going at all? What was I saying before I got here? Confessing your faults. Yeah. So confession to God. I did that. And God said to me, really? I said, Lord, what was it? He said, ah, no. I said, yes, Lord, I'm sorry. I slept. I'm sorry I've disobeyed you, Lord. And the Lord said, okay, okay, okay. So as I was about to continue my question, he said, it's okay. You are going too far. I become religious. Let's talk. I said, what do you mean? He says, I didn't commit the sin. So I'll never take it away without you talking about it. This is the reason for confession. Christian New Testament confession is not not saying you are sorry as we've taught it. It is actually saying you are sorry because you did it. And the action is against a lover. And if I love him that much, my expression of my sorriness or my, my remorse is proof that the relationship is more important to me than my pride. So I'll say, I'm sorry, Lord. He said, let's continue. That is why when the young boy came to his father, and as many times he wanted to say, I'm sorry, the father didn't allow it. There's no record that the boy said, I'm not fit to be a son. And the mystery about it was that, even what he had in his heart, he didn't do it. 
The father said, I will not let you join the servant too. He had planned to be a servant. But the father gave him a chair. And he said, Lord, oh daddy, what I've done to you, you are giving me your ring again. Hey, so are you not afraid? The boy collected the ring. Wore the sandals. Wore the cloth. And they were, he, the father said, bring me the fatted cow. He did say, Lord, I don't deny, I don't deserve it. He was wise. Do you know in scripture, when the father was now telling the younger, the other brother, he said, this my son was lost, is now found. You, my son, has always been with me. Do you know in the Greek what he says? This my heels was now lost. You, my technon, you are always with me. The boy's ability to receive forgiveness was his maturity. Higher than his brother's legality. That I've always been with you. You've never done anything for me. That action the elder son did made him a younger to his younger brother. Some of you, the way you do yourself, mulusu rank in the spirit. I tell you numbers. To the Lord said, bring your telephone. Nine, 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 six, six, six. I'm telling your numbers. It's good. Is it a good message? It's necessary for your spirit? Hallelujah. Beloved, you need this righteousness. An evil conscience is working in guilt and condemnation. An evil conscience is what? Working in guilt and condemnation. But quickly, I'm just end with this. Can I end? You know when prophet says ending, he's really ending. Have you believed that? Alright. Evil conscience. When you are delivered from this, you stand in righteousness. And righteousness is not just a, how do I call it? A right standing with God. Righteousness, as we get into it, is actually having equal rights with Jesus Christ. Having equal rights with Christ. What it means is that righteousness understanding makes you know that when you say in the name of Jesus, God will do it for you in the same measure he will do it for Jesus, irrespective of what you have done. Next week we'll get to that. Do you know the holiest man on earth, righteousness, is the same as the brother who is probably having sex with somebody he's not married to righteousness. They are sincere. Do you know the brother who does evangelism, healing everybody? His righteousness is equal to the brother who is addicted to pornography, masturbation, and he can't help it. Same righteousness. It's a gift, not a reward. Is a gift. The first one is a gift. Have it at the back of your mind. Next week I'll go further. Have it at the back of your mind that this righteousness is a gift. It makes you stand eyeball. I remember one day, I, I mean, it was about 15 years ago. I was praying, praying, the devil started reminding me of something. Ah. It was not my fault. I'd gone to an internet cafe. You know, those days, internet cafe. That was some of where a lot of our generation, who was in the internet cafe generation, lift up your hands. I'm going to review, I'm going to catch all of you. Are you ready for what I'm going to catch? Lift up your hands. Internet generation. This is the generation. They have internet on their phone. There was a generation. You have to go to cafe before you come. Tal Yahoo. Sometimes when you go to the MSN chat, sometimes when you go to the Yahoo chat, sometimes when you go to the history, by the time you come, the person didn't log out. When you click pornography, Jesus Christ. And some of us, yes, we are, we are investigating because the first time we are seeing it. That's why I understood that pornography drives on options. And the goal of pornography is to deaden your sensitivity. So one will never be enough. 
black, green, blue, violet, uh, Brazilian, uh, anything. So, are you understanding? So, when we, I answer the thing, I, I say, Jesus Christ, what is going on? And because you are blood holder and you didn't open it. This is how the devil tells you, but you didn't open it. But you minimize it to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> So That's what they are doing in this world. Wow, wow, wow. It's as if they are inquisitive <laughs> while you are watching. <laughs> oh, who has been there before? Can I have some real? I told you that this our generation eh, overcomes with those who have overcome sexual immorality. Yeah. It's like a generation we were born to meet it. Oh, I, I don't know any pastor I've spoken to my patch. That has not worked on before. We have not watched. There was a time, there was a time, it's, it's like it's strange to watch it. Because it was, it was imported material. Yeah, it's not part of our culture, so they brought the literature to Africa. But now it's on internet. And internet is in everybody's home. So I went to the house, I was praying, I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Then the image will come. I said, Lord, E, delete it. Lord, I highlight all. <laughs> I was using co- computer terms, I select all. <laughs> Delete, I delete history into the recycle bin. <laughs> yeah. That's how I was apologizing. Then, you know, I had gone to, at that time, to, I think, no, I, I think it was, was it, I forgot. 15 years ago, was it? 2000 was it? Yeah, yeah, So I finished, you know, I'm like, I come. Then I was like, I saw my results. And I was like, Lord. But you promised me is then the devil said because you watched that thing. Hey, I fell down. I said, "Wow, I've destroyed my educational career. I won't go far." Wow, wow, wow. So all the Lord promised me, I've lost it. Then the Lord gave me a warning. He said, "Adam, did you sin against Satan?" I said, "No." He said, "Then does he have power to forgive you?" I said, "No." He said, "What is your business when you sin talking to the devil?" Hear me. A lot of when you say don't go to God, you'd rather go to Satan. But scripture said, when your heart is overwhelmed, lead you to the rock higher than you. And the only rock higher than you is Jesus. So what is your business talking to the devil after a sin? And he makes you run away from God. Because he knows that's where he'll get you. To whom shall I go? You are the words of life. Teach me your ways. I cast not away my confidence of recall. You are my way. Teach me your ways. Your love has done me. Dear Lord, I come. Down to your feet, here now I come. Your love has shown me, dear Lord, I come. Down to your feet, here now I come. Who shall I run to? To whom shall I go? You are the words of life. Teach me your way. 
listen. And as the Lord spoke to me, he said, from today. Even if you've not fasted and broke your fast in the middle of a fast, and a demon shows up, cast him out. They are not worth your fast. It changed. He said, whether you broke your fast in the middle of a fast and couldn't finish the fast, is between you and I. I remember when Archbishop had offended the late Archbishop Benson the Hotel. He said when he entered the, ho- the hotel in America, Archbishop Benson the Hotel said to in his prayer, he said, Satan, lift your hands off him. This is between a father and a son. Even a man can tell the devil that this is between a father and a son. So whatever Satan has gained as legality is destroyed. Beloved, you must know your righteousness. It makes you stand Satan eyeball to eyeball and there's nothing he can do about the matter because you know who you are. You have the rights of the son. Say I have the rights of the son. Say I have equal rights with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is my righteousness. Jesus Christ is my righteousness. Hallelujah. Now the devil's name is Diabolos in the Latin. How you know his name is Diabolos? That's why you get the word diabolic. Diabolos. And from two words, dia means true, diabolos, the, the word balos means true. Satan's name, which is diabolos in the Latin, actually means through throwing consistently till an impervious wall is weakened and falls to the ground. So Satan knows that this thing you are calling addiction, why Satan creates cycles is this. He is going to cause you to keep doing that thing till you come to a point where your resolve to come back to God is weakened. And you say, no, you don't believe in God again. Because you are too dead. You know, there's a place you can say, nah, you don't even know how to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Because if you feel the sorry you are saying, you don't mean it. Who has been there before? Let me see your hand. I mean, can I preach to some Christians? Some people are very holy. They've never, they've not sinned enough. <laughs> Who has sinned enough and made promises and I guess to a point. Why are you finish sinning your life? I will. <laughs> You're like, Lord, I will, I will. <laughs> you know already. <laughs> because it's like, you are tired of saying you are sorry. What car? What bread? Who has, <laughs> I said, who has been there before? You have said that well. You are, that's the devil. Diabolos. He will hit the same spot. That's why the certain actions are called diabolical acts. Because it was not a one-time mistake. It was a consistent, premeditated, calculated action. Satan is the one who will throw the stone. But the same spot, target, to a hole comes there. That's Satan's name. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says that, you know, be sober, vigilant, your enemy, the adversary, roars like an angry lion, seeking whom he may devour. The word adversary is the word anti-decos. Anti-decos. Anti is against. The other word is decos. It's where you get the word dikayo, righteousness. So Satan is anti-decos. The word adversary means against your righteousness. Satan is fighting your righteousness. Satan is fighting your righteousness concept. That you know you are God's righteousness. That your righteous standing is not based on your action. It's a gift. Because you believed unto righteousness. Another version says, you believed that Jesus died on your behalf. And took away your sins. And became your portion. That one, you didn't have to do anything. I told you last week and two weeks ago that you didn't try to be saved. You accepted salvation. So you don't try to be righteous. You are God's righteousness. It's a fact. You believe, unless you didn't believe. But once you believe that you are saved, your first believing was righteousness. What he is, he came you. 
you were sometimes darkness. Has he made? You didn't try. He made you. And translated you to the kingdom of his dear son. So it was a work for what God did. That's why it's a gift. Next week I'll touch on Christ my righteousness and we the righteousness of God. What it means. But today I want you to know that Satan is against your righteousness. But once you come to know what you have, you will shine the resplendence of this light. No wonder when Paul was writing in Romans chapter 4, he gave the example of Abraham. That Abraham became and received righteousness imputed unto him through faith. He received righteousness through faith. And he says that he of whom the reward is imputed because of works is no more by grace. Neither is it by faith. But he that did nothing, he that had no works, but believed, righteousness was not imputed unto him. Romans chapter 4, 45. So if you are working, 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 what you have now is not grace. It's a reward. It's a payment God gives you for a debt he owed you for your good works. It means that when the salary finishes, you are back to school. But it's a he that believed. God gave you the gift. I've received the gift of righteousness. Romans 5 said it. I've received the gift of righteousness. And I'm, you, you see, it looks so surreal, so easy. But that's the truth. That is your greatest, greatest foundation. Greatest foundation. Hallelujah. Have you seen when you were a sinner? No good you did made you righteous. How do you remember that? No unbeliever's good makes him righteous. He is still a sinner in spite of his good. Likewise, no matter the evil you do as a Christian, it does not make you a sinner. If I was a sinner and I did a lot of good and it didn't qualify righteousness, then if I'm a Christian today and a believer and I do a lot of evil, it does not make me a sinner now. Sometimes people can say, oh, Daddy, I know I'm a sinner. Hey, don't talk like that. Say, I don't talk like that again. We come to the Lord, Lord, you know, we are not worthy. We are sinners, but have mercy on me. This one last chance. The last chance, God, they are telling God, God, you are lying. God knows you are lying, but he will still help you. Hallelujah. Amen. And truly, if you begin to think like this, you are coming to a place of revelation and righteousness. Why? If you ever think that one act of sin will make you lose your righteousness, then what you are saying is this. Now hear me well. Some of them, what they are saying is, the moment you say, as soon as I sin, I'm no more righteous, I'm dirty. Then you go and kneel down and say, Lord, my righteousness is as a futile. What am I? Who am I? Lord, and you cry a religious prayer. You begin to pray. Then you play the song. Your love has drawn me. Oh, Jesus. Your love, I come. Oh, down to your feet. Your love. I'll do it again. I swear, dear, I swear. God is watching this. Look at this useless boy. What does he say? He is time to do it. The way he's swearing, he will do it. That's why people went to church. They're like, they are come to confess. They were come to confess in church that they've been fornicating. So Lord, forgive us in the confession. They did it again. 
Then after doing it, they asked God for forgiveness. They did it again. They kept doing it. In the church, Paul's asking for forgiveness. That's the one they did the last one. They say, it's enough. Let's just go home. <laughs> this confession is not going to work. Let's go home. In front of God. Catholic Church. The cross of Christ. They couldn't hold themselves. I've told you, when that thing hold your leg, say loose. When it's not loosening, kneel down and say, oh Lord. Last week I didn't tell you a story. This thing, man of God, a man said, Lord, the flesh is too sinful. Do you know what he did, man of God? He woke up one dawn. He had struggled with his sexuality for a long time. Now all the brothers here will testify. If you have not prayed this prayer before, I've, I've done, all of us have done. The man, man of God, he stood in his room at dawn and put his manhood in his hand and said, Lord, take it up. He said, Father, cut it off now. Take it. <laughs> Every Christian or Joshua's papa, he has prayed that prayer before. We have stood before the Lord and Lord, take it. Take, we don't need it. <laughs> Where we are going? <laughs> he said, if you're right hand, of course, it's a cut it off. He said, Lord, take it away. Can you imagine how the angels are watching you? You are standing naked at dawn, dawn prayers. And you are holding or something, say, Lord, take it. Take it away. And the angels are saying, Wash. Wash. The angels are even saying, Eternity has this picture. So when we get to heaven, God will say, Come, 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 come. Overcomer, come. Let me show you what you used to pray. Then you see yourself, Take it. Take it. And God will laugh like say, hey. righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. Because some of you think that that is the sin. But I just showed you in thoughts, in words, how you treat your brother. All those things are sins. But we—that's the law. The law—that's what the Pharisees did. They magnify some aspect of the law, and the rest—they do what they do. When you enter the flesh, that's what happens. You magnify some other things as sin. When you finish gossiping, you don't even realize it's a wrong thing. So if you can gossip with panache, do you know panache? It's sweet, like you are gossiping, telling the gist. Then you even add and say, you dear, I like you, you know stories. I like you, you have, you have, you have stories, you have filler. Then you add an internet paper, I say, no. Who was stories, mommy? You love gossiping, and you don't know that, says, your flesh loves it. No, the flesh, the, the flesh, the flesh loves to hear error. One of the things the flesh does is that the moment you see a brother, as soon as I see a two, I will never see anything good. The only way I see a two as good is when the good is according to my standard. So anybody who is not good according to my standard, that's why some of you go like, in the flesh, in the flesh, once you are not in the spirit, in the flesh, there are some people, they naturally fit your definition of beauty. So when you see them, you like them. It's not the Holy Ghost, it's your flesh. So even when they are rude, you just like their... their there's something about you that has covered their errors. Because your flesh. It's the same way after that action. Anyone without your definition of niceness, no matter what they do, you look for the evil. You see somebody for the first time, you, are, you have a problem the way they walk. You have a way, the problem the way they chew. Everything is like, and that's why some people go like, I don't know, but when I see the person, I'm angry. It's your flesh. And let me show you. That's why when you enter that place, you should know you are there. The person has done nothing, but you are just irritated. Your flesh is stuck. 
love. Excuse me, so you can see somebody who has a problem, a brain problem, palsy or something, and the person is weird walking towards you, but you walk and rather embrace the person. The person's handicap is not an embarrassed. The flesh, it makes you feel embarrassed. Now, why are you dressed the way you are? Don't come close to me. But love. You even help the person to hold the stick and hold the person's hand, and you don't care what people are looking at. Love. Upgrade this generation, the righteous. Listen, I told you, God told me something. He said, Son, if there's anything you have to do in this generation, let my people know God. I will make sure that before God calls me to heaven, you will know Him. You will know Him on every side. I'll force it down your throat. I will do it until it becomes natural to you. Righteousness. Amen. If, you are following, listen, if, you are, if I was like that, then some people can be my friends. Yeah! If I was like that, some people can be my friends. Imagine I didn't have the Holy Ghost. I'll be one of the most difficult people to approach. That's him. We're co-close together. In his first school. He's the friend I've been talking about that I didn't talk to for a week. That's him. When the same comment, in the same classroom, I didn't talk to him in one week. I was in the school. He used to buy me granules for my birthday. That's my birthday gift. He said he knows I like granules. So after, and my birthday is I fast. Or in first school, I was fasting on my birthday. So my birthday, he said, I know you're fasting. So this granules used to break. Or when you're feeling dizzy in lectures, chew it. That's it. That's it. That's it. One day, the former boys came. And I used to have an afro. And I don't talk. When I was working, I used to swagger. So when I'm coming like this. So the boys were like, So he came to tell me, he said, Guy, the boys are afraid of you. I said, so, I said, no. If you are a senior, they fear. When there's trouble, they'll mention your name. He advised me. When he saw me as the way I used to be, eh, you will never know I was Christian. No, it's not a fault of mine. You know, SS boy, the tall boys were the bad boys. Like, once you are tall, you can't be spiritual. So I went to meet my, my younger brother, say, prefect. And I said, well, I'm looking for this former boy. That boy, I told him not to follow me to house. I don't know why he followed me. Should I have gone to Augusto? But it's good you didn't go there. He'll be doing kiki, he'll be doing kiki. It's good. A year cry. So I'm called Augusto. If you are kiki, I don't know whether it's the sea or the lagoon. Or the cemetery. One of them. Let's see pictures. Ah, my testimony. I'm going to Latin. That's a seven. He named the Augusto. Say, I'm Paul. Say, I asked myself, is it true? What is the verification? Latin is one of those languages. If I come and stand here and as Jesus said in Latin, vidi mini mulu, ebeden wehu. Ebeden. Meka vidi wagin na ye. Oh yeah, very tough. You're true. <laughs> Amen. He told me I have to change. So I went to read this now. This, uh, I'm asking someone, he's like, ah, is that your brother? I said, yes. Said, ah, but your brother is Kriff. I said, do you know who he made him Kriff? He said, me, the way I'm walking and I came with a bushy hair. I don't look like a crazy guy. I was, I was like, and the fun thing about me is that, listen, I've enjoyed being an underdog for a long time. I like it when people underestimate me. I love it. I love it. He knows. I love it. Like, you don't know anything about Prophet Eden. I like I will not also tell you. You can ask him. If he doesn't ask what's going on, I would rather be asking, are you okay? Is everything fine? What's happening with me? I will never save him. I like that. Because sometimes I feel that when we, the flesh, eh, 
it knows how to exaggerate. You see the way some of you are here, but I can go and, when you go, and, oh, how many people are in there? Oh, we have about 500. It's not. The, the flesh doesn't like original numbers. It will always add, we want to add approximation. We are not 500. Why? Why? But you want to, like, oh, <laughs> we fill the room. Hey. If we are 80, we are 80. If we are 90, we are 90. Be honest. So, in order for me not to be tempted, I don't even count and worry myself. Yeah, can't be after. May righteousness be your portion. The righteousness you have accepted that from today is not effort. Received it. Jesus is my righteousness. I said, Jesus is my righteousness. Oh, wow. Jesus is my righteousness. Wave your hands to the Holy Spirit. I, I said, I'm closing there. Yeah, I know I'm closing. So make sure that you know this. Let me start the pop so I'm coming from. Make sure you know this. I'm embracing this. If I don't embrace, I'll move. Make sure. Make sure you know this. Are you going to know this? Because you see, Satan will accuse you whether you are doing good or not. There is nothing you will do in this life Satan will not talk about. If you are doing good, you say it's not good enough. You know the same devil will tell you that, oh, you are not praying well. So stop praying. When you stop praying, come and tell you, so are you a Christian? The devil, are you a Christian? And there's a way Satan can talk like a good pastor. Are you a Christian? You don't pray nowadays. No, it's the same person who should make you pray. He will turn his back. Read four chapters, he will tell you that your friends are doing ten. Read 10 chapters, he said, look at you. He will make you go to a meeting where they are reading 40 chapters. Like you are wasting your spiritual life. You are so happy that the Holy Ghost made you pray 20 minutes. They go for a meeting and they say, if you don't pray two hours, you are not, you are, you are joking. And after that, you are like, ah, I think I'm trying. That's the end. You stop praying 20 minutes. And it, you want to enter the works of the flesh. So quickly, you want to do two hours. And it can't be sustained. So you come back and even the 20, you can't do again. Listen, in righteousness knowledge, know that your acceptance is a person, Jesus Christ. You are accepted in the beloved, period. The next time Satan tells you I'm not good enough, tell him that Jesus said I'm fine. So I'm okay. Even if you don't feel it, say it. You know the strange thing about words? It has a power to change your emotions. I don't work with people who confess negative things. I can't stand you. It's hard. Where? Is this how life will be? How? I don't like that talk. It's correct. And one of my sons came to me. And I said, do this. Oh, daddy, it can't be done. I said, ah. So find you. So no, no, no. It's, you know, that's a recently he came. I said, Go and do this. He said, Yes, daddy. He found a way to do it. I said, Huh? That we are now improving. Because if it's that one, we all can do it. We we'll all find a reason why we won't do something. But something can be done about it. Something can be done about it. So I don't want people who confess negative things. Why? I have come to understand my acceptance is Jesus Christ. Do you know what even I pride myself in? So that I can show up in a place and I go like, Oh, we are looking for something. I go like, Is that so? Where is it? So we have tried, tried, tried for two weeks. You can't find it. I say, okay. I say, Holy Ghost. That's why I'm here. 
I'm telling you, I even do it in my father in the Lord's house. So I'll go one of we've tried that thing, uh, we don't know how to start it. Nobody is asking, I just hold the key and say, Holy Ghost. Then, when I say Holy Ghost, even I don't know myself, the truth, I don't know. But it's like, as soon as I say Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost makes my mistake the correction. So I'm mistakenly pressing something back to start working. And I'm like, hey, man of God, we all tried, it didn't work, only you. Yes, it is a revelation that if I'm accepted in Christ, then I'm accepted as Christ. If I'm accepted as Christ, then what cannot happen to Jesus must not happen to me. Period. If Jesus cannot be in debt, it's not my portion. Many times I want to preach, I'm like, hey, so what if I break down? I faint in church. God said, whatever you are seeing on TV is Hollywood. I don't say pastors can't faint on TV, but God said it's Hollywood. What it means is that it is as to you as a movie. So in reality, you can preach for years without ever breaking down on stage. It's not that I said that was a reality. That's it. Why? My acceptance is not on performance. My acceptance is on the person, Jesus. Understand that. Oh, somebody, yes, you're masturbating. Start, I'm saying this because you see, these are the things that have entered that generation. Don't go like, why is prophet always masturbating, pornography, and now back. And before we couldn't say it in church, but now it's everywhere. The devil has weaved it into our society. And it's one of the greatest arsenals of Satan that makes you lose confidence in your God. Because you feel you are too dirty, you are not good enough. But from today, when that thought can say my acceptance is Christ, you'll be shocked. The more you say, the more the appetite of sin will leave you. Because I want to show you a secret. Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Romans 6, 11. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What did I say, verse 11? Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, uh-huh. but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let we, not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Now something is happening here. You see, he said, likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to our God. Then verse 7 says, so verse uh, 12 says, Now, know this, that sin should not have power over you. In verse 12, he's talking about the power to sin. But 11 is not talking of the power to sin. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. The sin he's talking about there is not sin as in causing you to do something wrong. But the effect of guilt, condemnation, and the penalty of sin. So he said, reckon yourself dead to the guilt of sin. Reckon yourself dead to the impartation and imputation of sin. The moment you are dead to the condemnation, the guilt, and the effect of sin, 12 will be easy. Sin will not have power over your body. Let me show you a secret today. It is your guilt that keeps you in the cycle of sin. A lot of people don't know. That's why I started by explaining to you what godly sorrow is. Negative sorrow, eh? Satanic sorrow. It will make you so sorrowful, you go like, ah, well, I've tried that, I can't stop. And in my failure to stop, my grief is now projecting me to redo it. So I'm sad I did what I did. But if I don't take it, I'll do it again in the morning. The reason is that I'm grieving, and the grief makes me incompetent. It makes me dirty. 
and unqualified for forgiveness. So because of that lack of receipt, I go like, after all, I'm condemned. So if I do it again, what's the difference? This is the reason why some people sear their conscience with a hot iron and they go past feeling. So at first, when they come to sin, something tells them, don't, don't. You feel a heat. You feel fire. You have done it so many times. Now you have bragged your conscience and your conscience doesn't even prick you anymore. So your conscience is dead. You are sleeping with someone's husband you are doing, and it doesn't move you. After all, I know. And, the, and when you talk to a person, the person knows that I know it's wrong. I know I'll go to hell. And there's nothing I can do. Guilt. Do you know what Jesus gave to the man? He didn't give her guilt. He said, I know, I know. My daughter, I know. The reason why you have six men is that you come to call my sin. He said, no, 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 no. If you know him that had the gift of life, that accepted the water to drink, you would not be talking like this. I, I want to give you something. He said, are you sure? Our fathers did worship in this mountain. And Jesus said, surely very soon. Very soon, and the time now is that the true worshippers of God shall worship God in the spirit and truth. He said, shall I also join this? He said, yes, now. Then when he started talking, the man said, hey, she forgot her water. So the reason why she was even coming to the well at 12 was because of guilt. She has stolen five men from other women. Even the sixth scripture said it's not her husband, so it was a contract. So she was patching someone's husband. That's why she came in the afternoon, because of guilt, so that nobody will see her fetching water. But now the same one who was hiding from women entered town and was bold to talk about another man. Do you know how that was found in the city? I found another man. I said, this is your gentle spirit. <laughs> Every day you are finding a man. Hey, hey, what are, he said, come and see a man who has told me all the things concerning my life. And the shocking thing was that these people ran out of town to come and see Jesus. Beloved, guilt is the strength of Satan. Isaiah 53 verse 10, what do you say? Oh! Isaiah 53 10. Our trespass of... What do I say? Quickly. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. And thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper Remember he was talking hand. about the chastisement of our peace shall be upon his head. The attack... The punishment of our peace. It means that something caused us to lose peace. That is sin. Bible says it was upon Jesus. Number two, Bible says he has made him an offering for sin. The word offering in the Hebrew is the word asham. And the, in the in the asham also was the trespass offering. What it meant was that. Now in the in the Hebrew culture, you when you sin a sin, you bring the animal to the altar. Right? And that animal, so, so usually when a person sends a sin offering, he didn't bring only one offering, he brought more than one. The lamb for the sin he has done. When they kill it, he brings another lamb for the trespass offering. And that trespass offering was an offering that was his guilt. So the animal was killed. So the animal was called the trespass at the same time the offering for the trespass. So Jesus Christ died as the offering for sin. What it meant was that Jesus died as the guilt offering and the guilty one. Because when the animal is touched, the guilt the one who sinned feels is transferred to the animal. So the animal now becomes the guilt and the guilt offering. So what it means is this, beloved. When Jesus hung on the cross, every guilt was crucified. 
Oh. Where do you think Romans 8, 1 came from? There is therefore now no condemnation. The word no condemnation is no more guilty. Because I, that's why I'm telling you that when you sin, let me explain this. Before, the Bible says in John 14 that he shall send the spirit of truth and he shall convict the world of sin. Not the church, the world. The church is not convicted of sin according to the scriptures. It's the world. The spirit of God leads us to righteousness. When you break the protocol of leading to righteousness, he leaded us beside still waters for his namesake because of righteousness. So that righteousness is the reason why we are led into the path of Christ. But what happens is this. Anytime God is leading you and decide not to be led by him, and you go your way to do sin, the Holy Ghost makes you, in fact, non-believer did a thing they didn't know was wrong. Come on. Before anybody sinned in this room, you knew what you were coming to this band. If I remember when I had some Catholic not I had, I had some Catholic friends. And I remember some of the Catholic places we went to. I saw something that happened. And I asked the priest, he said, oh yeah, you can do it. In, in Catholicism, you can confess for a sin you're about to commit. Yeah. Yeah. Who has, who has been in Catholicism before? Is it not true? So you are saying, Father, forgive me for the sin I'm about to commit. To have the forgiveness before you kill. <laughs> I'm coming to kill. So I, I'm, I'm collecting forgiveness. So you see, so, so even from that confession protocol, it tells you that no one sins a sin by mistake. We are all preempted by the Holy Ghost. Don't touch. Don't visit. Hey, where is your hand going? Where is your hand? <laughs> That's how the Holy Ghost is talking. Where is your hand going? Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't. When you touch, the Holy Ghost said, bye bye. I'm waiting outside. When you are done. <laughs> We'll continue our life. Yeah. Because I can't be inside you. And you are kissing the mouth. Hey! And if the person has demons, tell the Holy Ghost is, the, is using your eyes as goggles. And frogs are entering your mouth. And the thing that is even praying the Holy Ghost is like, enjoy. <laughs> what happened with me? You are lost in Alice in Wonderland. And the Holy Ghost is. Hey. We are touching the Holy Ghost. Oh. That's why some persons believe that when you do something, the Holy Ghost has to step. God, they can't believe that the Holy Ghost will be in you whilst you are carrying such atrocities against humanity. <laughs> so the best way is the Holy Ghost has to stand outside. Who we are now, or who we are, then He will enter you again. That's not true. He is inside you, touching you. That's why sometimes when you are doing, you feel heat. Oh, am I? Okay, I think it's getting tense here. Some people don't like where I'm going. So I've ended here. Okay. Be comfortable. So I can preach my message. The way you are doing. Some people are happy they are in mass. They are like, hmm, hmm, prophet, hmm, hmm, if you knew. Someone whispered in the mass. I saw the mass move. They have said, it, oh, prophet, if you knew. Jesus died as your guilt. So from today, any guilt you feel is not legal. Hear me. Whatever he died for, if you are feeling it, then it is an illegal demonic operation. When Satan comes to guilt trip you, he makes you feel incompetent to accept forgiveness. Because he, he will always deal with the guilty 
according to Numbers 14, 18, he says, shall no wise clear the guilty. So that's why Satan makes you feel guilty. Because scripture says, God will not forgive the guilty. But you know after Isaiah 14, Isaiah 53, yes, Isaiah 54, he said, I will not remember your sins again. He said, all your sins I remember no more. And I will not even remember the sins of your, your, your whoredom. And all the punishment of your widowhood. I, the Lord, will forgive. Why? God can forgive all your sins because of Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, he received the punishment for you. So Isaiah 54 says, I'll remember their sins no more. Beloved, anything you are remembering and going through is the flesh. Anytime you are sitting down and the devil comes and takes your mind on an excursion, let's go down to memory lane. Do you remember how you lost your virginity? Hey, the brother, do you remember? Do you remember? They are remembering. Do you know what's happening? Two things are happening. He's breeding bitterness. And number two, he's breeding an appetite for the past. So you realize that, hey, hey, it's true. I've not dated for five years. Wow. And I broke my, I broke my virginity at 17. Wow, wow. Mm. Body is not firewood. How do we burn the body? You realize, yeah. You, everyone, you see this thing when you are saying it's people are, but if you be honest, it is the memory lane that gives you the appetite again for the past. If you drank Guinness before, that's why. As long as you are going for it, you never remember how Guinness is. But as soon as you remember, ah, ginger and Guinness. Wow, I remember Guinness alone. You know, my time there was Bubra, there was Stout, there was Amstel, you know, there was Amstel beer. Castle Lager, Star, Star Beer, ABC. So what do you mean ABC? ABC, ABC Lager Beer. Wow, 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 wow. Then now they say, I don't go special. Bokeke. Then you are like, hmm. Then they say, Bokeke Ginger. I know Bokeke, but the ginger, I don't know how it tastes like. There are some people here, when they were in the world, there is something called Insefuo. And no, no, it's in the middle. Some people don't know whether it's a sin or righteousness. It's called insightful. Because if I get drunk, I don't know what happens. Insightful is in Calabash. There's no percentage alcohol. So whether I'm booze or not, is it my fault? So a lot of you, you like drinking the drink when it shakes itself aright. And at last, it gives forth its color. Yeah. Do you know when alcohol enters the stage, it gives color? Yeah. That's why when palm wine is okay, it's brownish, dirty water. When it enters whitish stage, it's giving forth color. And it's shaking the light bubbles. Some of you here, gives vitamin B, complex, B12, riboflavin. Continue. It increases your heart's desire. Go, go ahead, okay? But the point I'm putting across is this. Any guilt trip is the devil. But the guilt trip is not also a license to keep getting back to that same thing. The fact that you discard the guilt and say, Lord, I receive forgiveness, does not give you license to go back. It's like the grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching men to say no to ungodliness. Grace empowers against ungodliness. It does not give licentiousness. To keep on saying. Romans 8 33 says, Who shall lay 
any charge. Kola is Anamas. What does Romans 8.33 say? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Thank you. It is God that justifies. God justifies, yes. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake, uh, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Beloved, no matter how many times you fall, in all these things, I believe Paul was the best person to quote this scripture. You know why? He had murdered the parents of the people he was preaching to. He killed and supervised Stephen's death. He volunteered to collect letters to finish Christians. And now he came to preach to them. So he kept remembering as a fool lay in a charge. Because the devil kept telling the team, Look at you. Do you preach to the people you once killed? Look at that long girl. You killed the father. You killed that. You, you, you burned everybody in that temple. You stand here to preach. So Paul stood and said, Who shall lay any charge against the elect of God? Who is he that condemned Because even the people around him were condemning him. He says, God. He says, Christ that died, yea, the rather. Beloved, the death is enough for any condemnation. Because Romans 8 says, there is now therefore no condemnation. In 1884, they had a document that gave the interpretation of the scripture. It has both legal and civil connotation. Legal, it means that literally no one can call you guilty. No one can call the Christian guilty. No matter what they've done in their past, once they come into Christ, they are new creatures. Really, the old is past. They started afresh. It's so serious that in the tense of it, as though it's past, it's Aeol Sanjati. It means that the time that that happens, happened once when Christ died. But anytime a man realizes that he has to be in Christ, he begins new again. Beloved, not only so, it's a Christ that died. Here, the rather that was raised up. Why? He was delivered for our offenses but was raised for our justification. Because Christ didn't stay in the tomb and declared righteous. It's time to stop lingering on the past and move ahead. You'll move better. Because no one here can say they are without sin. Jesus said, if no one is without sin, let him cast it first. They all drop their stories and say, where are their condemnations? I've always said it. Any person who is always preaching sin, sin, sin too much is probably guilty of a sin. That Pharisee is pretty. If they are not doing physically, they are doing it in their hearts. I don't understand why all these young girls they wear certain dresses, shaking their bottles, bottles, bottles. He has a problem. He has a bottles problem. That's why it's a problem to me. Because how come we are all in church? We are But you eat something like this. You preach more pumping, more Just say it's worrying you. 
cover it for you. Now, I'm not saying it's good. Don't come to church naked. Amen. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to tell you that usually the speck in your eye is the reason why you see a beam. There's nothing in your eye. Mm. I wish you get this. Anytime you are seeing a beam in someone's eye, a speck in someone's eye, sorry, it means there's a beam in yours. That's why you are relating to what you are seeing. It is the reason why your lens is the way it is. It's time. The breastplate of righteousness is a defensive mechanism. Do you know what this also means? It's, it's like, if you look at it, it's, when you close, come and look at it. Some of you can't see it well. But some of you have it on your phones. It's like rings. It's, it was actually designed, the herbagion literally means the twisting. It actually means metals that were twisted, but it was twisted in hook like, and it looked like fish scales. Leviticus 11, the Bible says that the scale of the fish makes it clean. So if a fish without scales is unclean. So the scale actually is what prevents the fish from becoming salted in the salty sea. Because of scales, the salt of the sea does not make us salty. That speaks of the breastplate of righteousness immunes you from worldliness. It's scale-like. Righteousness, I'm telling you the truth. If you know why you stand in God, nothing in the world will tempt you. I told you last week, Galatians 6.14, you are dead to the world and all his passions and all his desires. Do you know what Isaiah 32 said? Isaiah 32, I think verse 17, he says, now the effect of righteousness is peace. So when you walk in righteousness concept, you are always at peace. Have you ever met a person who is always at peace? They are never worried about anything because they know they are the righteousness of God. I'm the righteous. God's got my back. God's got my back. The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness, you know, amplifies his way of doing things. But if you check the Greek, it's that they can assume Seek ye first and his gift of righteousness. And all other things. So when you seek the kingdom of God, it's God's gift of righteousness. You have to also seek. That is his righteousness. Not your righteousness. His righteousness. And all other things. There's a light that I see in spite of the darkness that surrounds me. And the light with your hands to Jesus that I see it comes alive. It comes alive I want you to pray to the Lord right now in Jesus' name that Father, I walk away from my own righteousness and I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, lift your voice right now and begin to pray. Peter experienced this after denying Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 3. He said, Ye believe us to be great men. But he said, This work we have done, Jesus did it by us. He said, Why marvel ye at these things? He said, Holy God can do this. Holy God can do this. Holy God can do this. Peter, who just betrayed Jesus Christ, was speaking with confidence about the Lord. He said to the man that they gave beautiful, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Why was he talking like that? 
he was speaking like that by revelation. He spoke by revelation because he understood that Jesus Christ has died for it all. Jesus died and prayed for it all. Begin to pray right now in Jesus' name that your righteous standing is a defense. It's a blistering light that blinds the enemy. Lift your voice right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I increase in my righteousness concept. I increase in my understanding of your word. I increase in my revelation of your word. I the gift of righteousness, the gift of righteousness, the gift of righteousness, the gift of righteousness. We put on righteousness, we put on the person of righteousness. From today, we are his and his ours. We are his and his ours. The Bible said, Know you know that so many of you that have been baptized into Jesus have put on Christ. We have put on Christ. Christ is our righteousness. From today, I refuse to depend on myself. I depend on the Holy Ghost. I depend on the Holy Ghost. I depend on the Holy Ghost. My verdict, my life story is about the Holy Ghost. It's not about me anymore. It's not about my performance. It is the righteousness gift that God has given to me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My heart is prevented. My heart is guarded. So today, my conscience, my evil conscience is cleansed with pure water. Can we pray one last prayer? The Bible says, holding faith and a good conscience, of which many that have left asunder have caused their ship, their faith to shipwreck. In verse 19 of 1 Timothy chapter 1. Then the Bible also said, as we have read already, that this gift of righteousness we have received, he said, we should therefore cleanse our hearts from an evil conscience with pure water. God is greater than our hearts. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater. But we are praying a prayer the Lord. And I'm saying this because the Holy Ghost just told me something. He said, a lot of you here, many things are not happening in your life. And instead of you to take the bull by the horn, Satan has given you a reasonable excuse. That because you did A, because you did B, this thing will never work. Satan has told you that because you kissed in your relationship, that's why you lost the relationship. And that's why you struggle. Satan is telling you that because you did A, that's why when you marry, you struggle. Because you did this, that's why the contract is not coming. That's an evil conscience. Because what did you do to be saved? In fact, any good thing you received, your prayer was not enough. Ask yourself, how do you pray? How holy were your prayers? You are any angry with somebody and God is still giving you a miracle. Listen, it's not your performance. It's God. So I want to pray the Lord today. I repent of every evil conscience. Look, the moment you start attributing what is happening in your life to how good you have been, you have entered evil conscience. I'm telling you. That's the same way you all say, because this is not happening, it's because I did this. That's evil conscience. We want to pray in the name of Jesus. That Lord, today I wash my hands.
can somebody be honest before the Lord? Be wash your hands and say, Is it because I did this? Because God said I shouldn't do this. That's why this. No, no, no. Even when God said to Solomon and uh, Samson, Don't let anyone cut your hair. Bible says his hair grew again. And when his hair grew again, Ishmael, God didn't say, Because you let them cut it the first time, you will never get power again. He got his power back. So even if you did something, that is not the reason why some things are not happening. It is an evil conscience that is actually causing your delay. You want to pray and say, Lord, whatever I've associated as my doing or not doing that has created my problem today. 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 Then what to Baba Adeboye say? What did he do? What did he do to lose a son? Did he sin? No wonder when they came to Jesus Christ, they asked him, who sinned? Because man is always attributing an evil to a sin they did. That's evil conscience. The fact that something bad is happening is not because God is punishing you for something you did five years ago. Please, it's time to pray to God and say, Lord, I repent. Yes, perhaps your foundation was wrong. Find the real source and stop attributing it to, I did A, so God is punishing me for B. That's an evil conscience. If you pray to God like that, you will never get any miracle. Because you are praying, God, the devil will tell you, look at you, what you are even thinking. God will answer it. Then you will never get anything. But it's time to say, Lord, I repent. I want you to be genuine about it. Listen, because all of us do it. They came to Jesus and John says, what shall we do to be saved? What shall we do to work the works of God? He said, believe. He said, ah, we should just believe. Say, yeah, that's it. Because all of us want to do something. Want to be holy enough that, oh, the whole month I've been holy. So this, this job, they will get it. This card, they will buy it for me. No. But I told you, when I was teaching on cases, even trusting in flesh activates curse. So some of you think you have, you have not sinned. But the moment you want to trust your uncle's promise, you enter the curse. Because the arms of flesh will fail you. And curse is the person that puts his trust in another man. So you've done no sin, no. But because you trusted that, oh, your uncle, he has money, he has car. Once you promise you will do it. That brought you under a curse. But you see, evil conscience makes you think, hey, what did I do? Who did I offend? But I've been good this whole month. Evil conscience. But dealing with God on performance base. That's why you keep struggling. Today, I want you to pray to the Lord and just say, Lord, I'm sorry for attributing certain things. Yes, if it's a wisdom thing, I have to correct, fine. But stop blaming God and blaming yourself, saying, if I knew this thing I did, I know, I know, I know. That's the reason why things are going bad. The devil will never give you peace again in your life. I want you to lift your voice. If you're watching me online, do the same wherever you are. A father, Oh Jesus. Come on, somebody speak to the Lord. Lord, I will not associate my brokenness to something like this. Because you have blessed me anyways, in spite of my inconsistency. How then do I say this is because of something I did? I asked for pure water by the word to cleanse me from an evil conscience. Every evil conscience of condemnation, every evil conscience of guilt, I'm cleansed in the name of Jesus. Through the word of God, I'm purified. I will marry him. I will marry him. 
Whatever mistake I've done will not prevent my marriage. Hey, good Baba. Someone's like, oh, I vow to be a virgin. So, Lord, once I've lost it, I don't know what it will happen. As long as God is gracious and you stop giving yourself that guilt trip, the Lord is going to cause His mighty hand to bring a turnaround in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We refuse to empower the devil. We refuse to empower the devil with our past mistakes and our past errors. Why are we empowering and reinvigorating and reinventing and resurrecting things God has forgotten? We are praying in the name of Jesus that Lord, as you have cleansed me, even if it's something I did that provoked the curse, I remember the night that Lord, you delivered us from any form of curse. On the 26th of March, I was anointed and delivered from any semblance of a curse. Therefore, right now in the name of Jesus, I activate and assume in the right direction. The devil is a liar. 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 I am delivered from an evil conscience. I am delivered from an evil conscience because I've been redeemed from the curse of the Lord. Barbro Soto Wave your hands to Jesus. Wave your hands to Jesus. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. I have right standing with God. I have equal rights with Jesus Christ. This very moment, God answers me as He answers Christ. No matter what is happening in my life. In the name of Jesus. Wave your hands to Jesus and slap your hands for Him. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Can you clap your hands unto Jesus? Can you clap your hands unto Jesus? If you are there, clap your hands. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. It's a privilege that God has given us to come to know some of these truths. I want you to celebrate the Lord for such a privilege. There are so many people who are not having access to some of this information. And um, I want you to just appreciate the Lord for this moment. Say, Father, thank you for communicating such truth to me. Thank you in the name of Jesus. So, God bless you so much. This is my faith and doctrines. And um, as we said, that in the month of July, we are going to have a season of defending and crossing the line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we are we defending and crossing certain lines? Are we defending and crossing certain lines? Oh, are we defending and crossing certain lines? Powerful, powerful. I know you're you are being blessed. You are being blessed, powerful. So I remember. So we started with the doctrine of redemption and by the grace of God. We moved into the place of 
the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's one of is the foundation for the Christian faith. <clears throat> the Christian faith is founded on righteousness. That's why the Bible said that said strong meat belonged to them that are have grown those who are skilled who by reason of use have their senses exercised and when you go further it talks about the fact that that we are able to become skillful in the place of righteousness so maturity one of the things that measures maturity is your skillfulness in the way of righteousness hallelujah so anyone who forgot to know the dimensions, Hebrews 5, 13, say 4. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for you today. So it means that anyone who is not skillful in the place of righteousness, you are a babe. That means your maturity and you being a babe is anchored on your knowledge and skillfulness in righteousness. Um, it's very it's very funny and very you know interesting that sometimes some of the things we 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 need to understand the systems when it comes to um, how God is dealing with us hallelujah hallelujah I remember when I was within the week I was teaching on the introduction to the Christian faith and I was highlighting certain things. You realize that I was talking to them and I was telling them that, you see, <clears throat> in as much as the issue of sin is very important and that has to be tackled, it is never part of the essentials of the basis of God. It's never part of the, it's, nev it's never an issue. It's never an issue. And I and, and and you keep saying it, and I will keep repeating it, and I'll keep repeating it. Uh, it's never an issue. Uh, well, you may have your own opinion, but that is what it is. Hallelujah. You know, um, sometimes um, when we meet people, and the people have their own way, you know, their their own understanding and their own personal things they want to accomplish and they try to make it doctrines and sometimes uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting yeah when you read the book of revelations you realize that sometimes you see certain things that certain people try to portray and trying to make it a doctrine and teach on it and try to make but what even they are talking about they don't even have much knowledge about it yeah yeah the focus god has always been the focus not the devil not sin you know you know as time goes on we'll be exposing ourselves on some of these topics and i know our hearts will be set free our minds will be renewed onto what god is doing hallelujah Oh, are we in church at all? Is somebody blessed? So tomorrow, God willing, we'll be continuing on the place of righteousness. Tomorrow, he said he's going to handle 
the systems of righteousness what goes into we have so many dimensions in righteousness um, we have the righteousness of God we have um, the righteous work we have all of them you know but I hope you have been blessed 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 hallelujah you see the truth the truth is one the truth is one and you realize that the thing they say is the same thing we talk about the truth is one the truth is one you see sometimes i wonder why you see some of these things when we talk about people think like you are trying to um encourage people to sin <laughs> so i don't know how why they try their best to i said I will, it's a session i'll really teach on the day i will i really find time one day maybe for a full month and do a teaching on holiness as the last time i talk about and i was even happy when um when we invited um mr daniel Chiridaku. And when he came, he also did a very nice exposition on it. You know, people have their own views, so Charlie. I don't, and I don't know why anything, all the, all the doctrines of Christ is mostly coined around the subject of Satan or sin. I don't know where it came from, you know. I don't know where it came. You see, in our, in our attempt to promote god we rather promote the devil yeah and it happens a lot you know it's happening you have time for it yeah some of us we have already been declared false teachers so uh we have we are died we have died so there's no way to uh, we are already dead 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 people are not yeah so i'll teach i'll teach on it yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We have already known our stand. We know we are not correct. We don't have proper doctrines. We know our doctrines are not proper. We know, so we we'll teach it. We we'll teach our falsehood. Yeah, we we'll teach our falsehood. You see, mm, we we'll teach our falsehood. The King Joshua, the last and the King Joshua taught us. You see, one of the best way to handle differences in what your view is to teach is not to attack. You know people attacking attack attack hey don't go and attack <laughs> attack as soon as they see mr douglas begin to talk hey attack attack him attack him this guy attack him he's teaching things that is not in scripture attack him <laughs> attack him oh mercy 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 the fact that the fact that what I know is not what you know doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, what I'm knowing is diff- I, I'm, I'm, it's a false thing, you know. Uh, we learn, yeah, we learn by the grace of God. Yeah, you, see, you need to understand that God is not repeating the same problem in the church. Okay, God is not going to entertain the same thing every every time God releases the man. The man is supposed to do better than what the other people are doing in a, in as much as protecting the status quo is very important it does also mean that everything you are protecting is correct you know so 
if you are not careful as a man of God or somebody who is carrying, if you are not careful, you will find yourself at the same place. The same mistake people committed. And that's one of my issues with most of the people who, who project or who are pushing for holiness. It's one of my issues with them. Most of the things they do is something I've seen in history before. So sometimes I, I sit down and say, ah, so what, what, what at all are they trying to bring on board? Something that became an issue was thrown off. Eh? Something that was thrown off is something that we are propagating now. Like how? Is it like we are not learning or we are not sitting down to see the foundations being taught or, and to put certain, certain things in place and all that? And the sometimes I've seen, so mostly, mostly when, I, when I meet such people, sometimes I find, I find it very difficult to, they will start and before you realize they've entered something else. How do you compare holiness of God to the subject of sin? Like, how do they work? You know, as if it is sin that determines holiness, which is not so. Which is not so. They, they are not even equal. You know, and it's because of certain knowledge we have in our foundation. You see, let me tell you, as the last time when I went to the place, oh, I told them, let me tell you the truth. You see, if you get the concept of God wrong, okay, and thank God that when I was coming up in the teaching place, when God was building me more in the teaching ministry and also in the field of apologetics, one of the things God really, I spent time. God really delayed me, intention delayed me the study of God. So those who know me, mostly they know, like, I remember um, during those times that I was so active in, do you know that after Douglas, when it comes to the, the subject of God, give it to him. But what they didn't know was that it is, it is the, it's the root cause. And that is, that is where most of the things get wrong. That's it. You see, that's it. Anyone who doesn't have a holistic perspective of what God is, you miss church doctrine. You miss doctrine. What, what doctrine are you talking about? There's no doctrine that is stemmed outside God. Ah, talk of holiness. Talk of righteousness. Talk of salvation. Talk of redemption. Talk of what? Eschatology. Whatever. So if there's an issue with your study of God, it affects you. And it influences the way you teach. Yeah. So, when your subject of God is misplaced, it affects whatever destiny you teach. So, from the subject of God, then you come to the place of Christ. Because the revelation of God will come to Christ. Then the Christ will appear in man. So, you see that, if you study, those who are very, if you follow my teaching very well, you realize that my specializations on God, Christ, man, if you check, God, Christ, man. That's what I teach. God, Christ, man. So, God, Christ, man, coming together will form what we call salvation. And salvation will lead to what the study of church. And you know, those of you who follow me carefully, you see that that's my teaching line. That's it. That, that's the track. The study of God, the study of man, the study of God, the study of Christ, the study of man. Then, the study of salvation which will open the door for sin. Then, the church, that is the study of the church, which is the perfection of all things. Then we enter into eschatology. 
you see, uh, and you see most people who are, who are not even, who are not even sound in the doctrine of God. You see people who are not even sound in the doctrine of Christ. You see people who are not even sound in the doctrine of salvation and man. Yet, they are talking about eschatology. You will miss it. Ah, master. You don't, be, you don't understand the beginning. You want to understand the end time. It, 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 it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. See, so there are certain subjects I don't rush to teach it. Why? Because I need to build certain foundations, right? Yeah. And that's the problem. Hmm. Yeah. And then as I was, I was, as I was telling them that the the concept of God is very important. Anyone who doesn't understand the system of God will have a problem. You know. And you have to understand man. You have to understand what Christ is. So I remember there was a time. Um, a platform gave me opportunity to teach on Trinity. When I finished, one of my one of my uh, my guys that um, is a leader of the church who approached me said, "Hey, doggy, this is serious." So I said, "Yes." So I said, "Ah, so this is Trinity." And I'm saying, "Yes, this is Trinity." He said, "You th- you taught Trinity as if I said, hey. and I'm saying, hey, "This is it." Uh, You taught Trinity here before you realize you have entered into resurrection. I'm saying, how can you talk about God without talking about Christ? And how can we talk about Christ without talking about man? And how can we talk about man without talking about the church? <laughs> and how can we talk about the man church without talking about God? Ah, it's, it's not, it doesn't work like that. Because it, 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 it begins with God and ends in God. It begins from God and ends in God. That's the whole cycle. So this system of so, if, if you are part of those who really advocate the, the system of holiness, that is a very, very good agenda. It's good. We need holiness. We need to grow in holiness. But we need to understand how it works. Holiness is never something connected to sin. Before man fell, man needed to be holy. How? By partaking of the tree of life. How did man fail? Man did, you see, the, the actual fall that we call fall is not actually the fall. You see, it's well, low, Charlie. How did Adam sin? If you check the if you check the scripture very well, you realize that Adam's the sin of Adam was actually refusing to take the the tree of life. That's the sin of Adam. Okay, because you are still not secured until you take the path. And I use the how many of us joined that day when I was teaching them. Yeah, and I explained to them that yeah, it's like you are in a building and I, and those those of you who are very close to me, you know this instance very well. That you are in a building and the building is on fire and God is standing outside shouting fire, fire, fire. What will you do? You run out of the building. That's a wrong statement. What do you do? You run from the building that is being set on fire to God. That's a salvation. If you run anywhere, you are still not secured. So, so, so the place of holiness is is interpreted from the perspective of God, not man. Okay, so anywhere you see holiness, you see the attribution of God in play, you know. And the popular scripture we they use for "I am holy, so be holy." I am holy, so be holy. So I am holy, so be holy. 
They forgot that it is coming from the place of God, not man. Holiness is exclusively for God, though. Yeah. And that's what the man of God was teaching. It's very interesting. You will get there, don't worry. I will have time really teach on it. You know, the place of holiness, the place of sanctification. It's, I know it's one of the sensitive topics. If you really get the place, the subject of righteousness well, you really understand the system of holiness. Because that is the foundation for your faith. Righteousness is your foundation for the faith. Righteousness is the foundation. And even that foundation, we are struggling. Yeah, we are struggling. But I know that there are people in this house today that from today, they are going to walk boldly in this world with their chest. And you are going to see the reflection of the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, we have overcome. Oh, talk to me, say, I have overcome. Oh, talk to me, say, I have overcome. Hallelujah. Yeah. And it's serious though. It's some people, some people have that. Some people even don't believe that. Uh, you see, we grow. Like, some people want, they don't have the patience for growth at all. Yeah, serious though. Hey, child, child. It's they don't have they don't have the they, they don't have the they don't allow system for growth. <laughs> I don't know why when it when it comes to the things of the earthly things we allow, but when it comes to the spiritual things, we want to make it instant. Somebody say ish. You, the way you are preaching, the way you are talking, it, how many years did it take for you to get where you are going to? Even, even without knowledge, crample you have it. Even with that, that yes, crample, look at the, still the errors you are committing. Thank you. But they are all good. Yes, all the interviews. University. University, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? So we are still on. So we are still on. Yeah, so this evening, um, we are having our fire conference. Somebody say fire conference. Oh, give me some fire. Give me some fire. <laughs> I'm not, ah, I am not seeing you crowd. Give me some fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are going to have our fire conference. By the grace of God, we have Dr. George Referata. Can you celebrate the Lord? Fire. Somebody say fire. <laughs> yeah, fire conference. It's going to be very powerful. It's going to be very powerful. Hallelujah. Yeah, me, if you, if, you, if you know me, me, I've shown you who I am. Yeah, me, the way I preach. The things I teach, the things I talk about, they are the same thing. We are not changing. The same thing. The same thing. The same thing. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to my preaching, if you listen to the things I say, and you listen to Dr. George, and you listen to Achumanasi, and you listen to Prophet Prince of Hindebequin, you realize that they are the same. I don't know the same. They are the same. <laughs> they are the same. Yeah. The same thing. The same thing they see. 
That's the same thing we say. If you are somebody who really follows Prophet Achumanasi, you realize that this, the way he teaches, the way he ministers, even the way he ministers the prophetic, that's the way I minister. So to me, it's transparent too. Is there the same currency? There's a different body. Me, I'm a true son. I reflect. Me, I'm not. I reflect my father. I reflect my father. These are the people who have nurtured me by the grace of God to become who I am today. Yeah, the preaching I preach, the way I preach, the things I talk about. Just that sometimes, you know, because of assignment, I need I learn more and I read more. But I don't learn outside. The confines of how they have nah. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be, you'll be coming around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So fire conference is coming off 6 30 p.m. GMT. And um because of the way it is, we cannot host it on this platform. So um my my son Sparrow will be hosting it for us. And we are going to have it. We have we have we have radio station, online radio station. Today I was telling him that ah, why am I worrying myself? Hey, most of the volunteer activities, eh, we are going to have it on it, okay? Sparrow, so get ready. Yeah, sparrow. It's not it's not the best. It's not the best. It's not the bad one. It's not that bad. It's a it's a human being. <laughs> it's a human being, hallelujah. Yeah, we are going to have it on our online app. How many of us has the app? How many of us are having the app? If you are, if you are, if you are on the platform, you have not downloaded the app. Hey, we will send you to you. That means you are not the righteousness of God. <laughs> if you are, you have not. If you are not having the app, you are not the righteousness of God at all. <laughs> so let's get the app. Yeah, when those of you who are using Apple, who have a website, after it, I will post it on the page for us. So we can have access to it. Yeah. And God willing, next week too, we'll be having Reverend, um, we'll be having another conference, Line Crosses Conference. Hallelujah. It's going to be very powerful. We are hosting a very huge man of God who is going to bless our lives. Hallelujah. Don't forget the, the name of Jesus retreat. Oh. Hey, July, dear. July is a super July. Oh. July, this week, next week we are going to have Jesus, the name of Jesus retreat. We are going to enter the dynamics of the name of Jesus. Are we in church? Are we in church? Then from there we, we go to the conference, the, the line crosses conference. Then the last week of July we'll have our Islam in focus. Are we in church? Are we in church? So we are building somewhere. So this week we are building on doctrines and all that. Yeah, we are, we are fixing certain things and all that. Then this week we enter the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is one of the emblem of the righteousness of God. I hope you remember. When we say the name of Jesus, what does it mean? Who can tell us? Let me see those who have been coming to school. Some of you, when they come and we teach you, as soon as you get to the house, you forget. When we say the name of Jesus, who can tell me? What does it mean? What does it mean? When I say in Jesus' name, what does it mean? Ye trouble. Chai. When I say in Jesus' name, what does it mean? I've taught you here. We, we teach about things. Here we teach. That's why we see the answers we see. That's why we see the testimonies we see. There's a system that brings continuous and consistent answers 
yeah and by the grace of god as oh when i say in jesus and what does it mean hey asamabo yehovah hey hey operating in and by the authority of god hey is that what i thought is that what i said when i say in jesus name what does it mean yehovah they say a time will come right as i'm when i say in jesus name what does it mean oh it means the fulfillment of the works of the redemption for the past and for the past present and future the mouth two over five uh-huh in jesus name what does it mean ah so when you are praying <laughs> and you say in jesus name what does it mean that is why you don't get answers though. that's why you clap your hands and you sit on the floor and nothing happens <laughs> hey so when you are praying and you say in jesus name amen what does it mean I told you that the Christian faith is the faith of knowledge. It means it is done. <laughs> how many, how many, how many times have you said in Jesus' name that it wasn't done? <laughs> Danny, how many, how many in Jesus' names have you said that you didn't receive answers? You have said this, ah, nothing is happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> You have said in Jesus' name, sir, and nothing is happening. Jay! Oh, so no one can tell me. Yehovah. You, you see, I think we have to write exams. Uh, we'll we write exams. Ah, what is gifty? Gifty. What, what's the meaning? Or that they didn't come to class. When I say in Jesus' name, what does it mean? Who can tell me? Oh. Anyway, uh, so and that means you don't get answers when you pray. Uh, so when you are praying, eh, and he said, "Father, I thank you for answering my prayer. in Jesus' name." What does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, so what do you pray? Papa, please, that day I wasn't in class. Chai. So when you finish, you didn't go for the notes. Mm, anyway, let's see. <laughs> if we share toffee, we would have. Hey, then you guys don't know. I'm about. Anyway, so this evening, 6.30 p.m., we'll be having our fire conference. Um, how you are going to partake, we'll post it on a page for us. So... Um, let's try make it a point and be around don't miss it hallelujah don't miss it don't miss it make sure you're around it's today and tomorrow 6 30 p.m i will continue hallelujah so let's make let's make sure we're around tomorrow 12 p.m gmt the same time we'll be having the last session on the righteousness of god and the righteousness of the saints hallelujah we are going to learn dimensions about it and i know god is going to help us amen amen oh talk to me amen glory to jesus how many of us are able to do the no breakfast how many of us no breakfast today is 8 july we said in this month we are doing no breakfast 
How many of us? Okay. Becky Dance. Wow. Eshawn. Wow. Tina. Wow. Ima. Wow. Danny. Wow. Philip. Wow. Who again? No breakfast. Hey, Asamabo. No breakfast. No breakfast. Hey. One, two, three, four, five, six. Only six people. Hey, hey, who? Hmm. Uh, Sparrow. Uh, Sparrow, where is your wife? She she's not doing anything or she's at work. Clara. Clara, you're not doing anything. Mama Clara. You're not doing anything. Uh, you have not raised your hand. That means you're not doing it. Uh, this month we are saying this month we are we are not please it's not fasting no. I told you it's not fasting, please. We are not fasting. Don't go and tell your pastor that we finished 50 days and the man of God said we should add another 30 days. Please, and we are not fasting. We are just, we are just deciding not to take our breakfast. It's not fasting. I beg you. I beg you. Me, I told you that I promise you when we finish the 50 days, I told you that we will not fast again until September where we'll have our next 50 days fasting and prayers into our destiny i spoke about it so this one is not fasting we are we are just giving our breakfast somebody say it is only breakfast <laughs> somebody say it is only breakfast though it is not fasting it is only breakfast <laughs> somebody say hey man of god what's the difference between not taking breakfast and fasting please they are different they are different yeah they are different <laughs> so please um we are not taking breakfast let's let's try it's an instruction we are all doing you know don't don't obey some and leave some okay try your best and be faithful if you are for us you are for us if some of you you behave as if i say i see you are with us i see you are not with us hey what kind of life is that be faithful be loyal eh? if you are, if you belong to us i say you as okay what kind of life is that hmm? decide where do you belong if you belong to us then do what we do if you don't belong to us then leave us alone tell somebody that leave me alone leave us alone eh, eh, shagara lifestyle what kind of life is that if you are for us you do what we do if you are not for us to what is that mm. so shame. if you are for us do some if you are not for us to stop okay you are also doing uh, do it with us, don't scatter. Simple. Sean, Wakasere. Now they can teach you and come and come Yeah, so by the grace of God, we are doing it. So let's try our best and let's depart. I, I hope he didn't hear what I said. And then send about honey. So, he heard Oh, he didn't hear. He didn't hear. So, did he hear what I said? I said we are the best man on earth. Amen. Yeah, so God bless you so much. You heard. Hey. And a very Jew are Hey. So fire fire conference. I want to see when we close, I want to see everyone share the flyer. We are going to share the flyer again. We are going to post how we are going to join the service. So be part of us. And let's share, let's invite somebody to church. Hallelujah. 
and also we are we are going to have a registration exercise you see we are having a lot of inconsistencies in people we want to know those who are part of us and those who are not part of us okay so we are going to do formal registration exercise for us um the means are going to be posted the, the rest of it is going to be communicated on the page we want to know and please before you register make sure you are sure to register if you register it means you are bound uh -huh. so if you want to talk to your boyfriend you want to talk to your husband you want to talk to your wife call your wife and tell my wife that my wife nine days say say so please before let god talk to you i know some of you go to god let god talk to you and let god hear you want to know those who are members those who are visitors those who are spectators those who are <laughs> those who are uh, sojourners some of them they are sojourning pilgrimage those who are pilgrims <laughs> those who are adopted <laughs> those who are who are doing their national service and thank you those who are even doing those who are viewers or those who are attackers who see the refugees we are going to see all of you so please make sure you you <laughs> you are sure before you register immigrant and immigrant God bless you so much. We shall meet 6.30 p.m. for Fire Conference. The Lord bless you. This is Freedom Outreach Family. This is Freedom Family Podcast. Um, this is who we are. This is what we do. Our vision, our mission is what you are seeing. The Lord bless you so much. We will meet again. My name is Mr. Douglas. I love you all. Bye-bye.